Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Thursday, May 18th. U.S. equity futures are flat to up small. So S&P futures are up four points. That's about 10 basis points. NASDAQ futures are up 19 points, which is 14 basis points. And then Dow futures are essentially unchanged. Europe is trading well. You have the major indices there up about 50 to 100 basis points. Outperformance in autos, tech, industrials, and banks. The German DAX in particular is doing much better than the other major um, country bourses. You're seeing underperformance in some of the traditional safe haven groups like utilities, telecom, real estate. Um, basic resources is also underperforming. That's obviously not a traditional safe haven area. Um, and then Asia saw gains pretty much across the board. The Nikkei rallied 1.6%. The Hang Seng rallied 85 basis points. So not a lot of incremental news out overnight um, on either the micro or macro front. A few items to note on Cisco. So strong income statement results, EPS revenue, strong income statement guidance um, for the upcoming quarter as well. There is this controversy with Cisco that's now been in place for several quarters, whereby orders um, were very soft. They fell over 20% year on year. Um, you know, again, this gets into, it's a lot more nuanced than it looks on the surface. So, you know, traditionally orders dropped that much to huge red flag for future demand. Um, and there is a macro component to it. But much more important is kind of what's happening with global supply chains. Um, as global supply chains return to normalcy, returning back to where they were before COVID, as lead times contract, and as Cisco is able to ship products at a much faster pace to customers, um, that is causing orders to normalize down from very, very elevated levels. So before, when customers weren't sure when they would receive products um, or Cisco wasn't able to ship products for a very long time, order numbers piled higher. Um, creating an illusion of demand much higher than it was. And now the reverse is happening. So demand isn't weakening as much as that order number suggests. Um, again, this is more kind of a function of a return to pre-COVID um, levels of activity in the economy. And then a similar phenomenon can be, you know, is that place in some of the what we're seeing in retailers? So Home Depot, um, Target, et cetera. You know, the weakness in um, discretionary goods purchases is in part a function of outsized consumption over the last several years during COVID. Um, you know, you just pulled forward a lot of demand into those into that era. Um, you know, when the pandemic first hit, and now you're kind of reverting back to a more normal normal state. Um, there is a macro component to it, so the consumer is softening at the margin. It's just not as dramatically as some of the categories would suggest. Um, you know, so I think that's kind of what investors are are sifting through and uh, trying to make sense of. Is it kind of just um, are things as weak as some of the headline numbers would suggest, or is there a lot more nuance to it? And I'm very much in the latter camp. Um, it's just a lot more nuanced than I think um, some of the bare headlines would suggest. So that's kind of really it as far as incremental news. You did have, um, you know, in addition to Cisco, you had Boot Barn. Which is not a huge company, but um, you know one of the higher growth uh, specialty retailers had earnings out last night. Very bad guidance, and then Burberry this morning out of London. Overall results were were positive, but the America's business did um, did see softness, and that stock is getting hit in London. So more red flags for U.S. retail. Um, again, there is a macro component to it, but there also is this kind of um, reversion back to pre-COVID levels of activity. Um, and like I said, that's pretty much it. So it's just earnings, nothing really all that incremental on the macro front. We're still kind of dealing with, um, 
you know the same uh, the same narrative around the debt ceiling. There definitely is progress happening. Um, the odds of a debt ceiling breach uh, are falling even further. Um, you know, I think the next stage of this is going to be the blowback Biden gets from Democrats in the House and Senate, especially as they begin to make concessions on some of the Republican demands around um, work requirements. You know, I don't think they're really making substantial concessions. The work requirement changes to the extent there are any are going to be pretty inconsequential. Um, but we are going to get, you know, there is there is a difference between having the principals agree on the draft of a, of a bill and then getting that bill passed. Um, and if you alienate enough people on both sides of the aisle, with this compromise, you know, you could have some issues um, just getting it back to Biden's desk. I think it will get there eventually, um, you know, but it's not finished yet. And the X date, um, you know, is right around the corner um, as soon as um, as soon as June 1st. So you're probably going to see more progress. You probably are going to see um, a rough compromise among the principals, perhaps as soon as the end of next week. And then there's a question of getting that through Congress. For the calendar today, um, two sets of catalysts. So the weekly jobless claims is arguably now kind of one of the more important economic numbers, and we get it on a weekly basis, just given the recent increase in claims and, and the worries that that's sparking about the state of the employment market. So weekly numbers at 8.30. The Philadelphia Fed report for the month of May hits at 8.30 as well. That will be watched closely just given the very soft empire um, Fed report from earlier in the week. And then on earnings, we get Alibaba and Walmart before the open, and then AMAT is after the close. And that is everything for today, Thursday, May 18th. Thank you for listening.